You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Raise your hand if you're a fan of Gonzaga basketball. Raise your hand if you would like to see either Jalen Suggs or Corey Kisper in a Sacramento Kings uniform next season. Well, if any of your hands are raised, this podcast is the pod for you. And if your hands are down, you're still going to want to listen anyway. Because on today's Locked On Kings podcast, I'm going to be joined by a sports reporter and anchor at KREM covering Gonzaga basketball. Karthik Venkataraman is going to join me to tell us about both Kispert and Suggs, their potential fit in Sacramento, and all the information you need to know about these two prospects. It's all on today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, including in-depth draft coverage, this is the place for you, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Green Room. Download the Green Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locked on Rooms. Green Room. Changing the way we talk sports. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last six years. This is season number seven for me covering the Kings, or it was season number seven for me covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. Can't wait for season number eight. And before we get into our conversation about Gonzaga basketball, Corey Kispert and Jalen Suggs, I did want to talk about the fake trade or the trade negotiations that I did with Sean Woodley of the Locked On Raptors podcast yesterday. If you haven't listened to our conversation, we spent about 20 minutes talking about the possibility of the Sacramento Kings trading for Pascal Siakam, how available he is and what kind of trade packages it would take for the Kings to actually acquire Siakam. Now, Sean is higher on Pascal than I think many thought the Raptors would be here in Sacramento. He gives us some honest truth, and we have some fun with some negotiations. We put together a trade proposal. Neither of us agreed to it, but it was basically the final offer that we could come to on both sides if a trade were to hypothetically be done. It asked for a lot from Sacramento. And what's interesting is we put this trade out on social media, and both sides didn't like it. The Kings and Kings fans felt like they weren't getting enough, and the Raptors and Raptors fans felt like they weren't getting enough. You can check out that entire conversation on yesterday's Locked on Kings podcast. You can find the graphic on my Twitter account, at Matt George Radio, and see all the responses and the conversation based around it there. If you haven't given your opinion yet, please send it to me. I've gotten a lot of emails, the majority of them saying that you would not like the trade, but some of them saying you do the trade in a heartbeat. So I guess if it gets that kind of reaction, it's an interesting trade after all. So go and check that out. But after... You listen to my conversation with Karthik Venkataraman from KREM. He's going to fill us in on all the details about Gonzaga prospects, Jalen Suggs, and Corey Kispert. I hope you'll enjoy it. We don't yet know where the Sacramento Kings will be selecting in this upcoming 2021 NBA draft, but we do know that there are going to be a couple representatives of Gonzaga basketball expected to be in the top 10. I'm, of course, talking about Jalen Suggs and Corey Kispert. Corey Kispert, though, is the name I want to hear more about because he's the guy that I selected in the first locked-on NBA mock draft for the Sacramento Kings at number 10. Here to tell us more about Gonzaga basketball and both of those prospects 
Vince Karthik, Venka Taraman, sports reporter and anchor at KREM, covering Gonzaga basketball. Thank you so much for joining me here on Locked on Kings, my friend. I'm so excited to get the insight from you. A lot of Sacramento Kings fans are definitely interested in these two names, depending upon where the Kings end up. Yeah, Matt, thanks for having me on. Yeah, these are uh, two very special players who had a very successful season last year. I think, uh, you know, if either landed in Sacramento, they would be more than happy to have them. So I think most would probably want to spend more time talking about Jalen Suggs, and rightfully so. He's expected to be a a top three, or at least at the very least, a top five pick in this very top-heavy NBA draft. And of course, I will ask you, about Jalen Suggs, but like I mentioned, we did a network-wide mock draft for the Locked On NBA Network. First thing we did was a, a draft lottery simulation, and the, the Kings fell one spot to number 10. Corey Kispert was available. He was the selection I made, and it was met with more criticism than I expected from the Sacramento side of things. A lot of it had to do with his age, the fact that he's 22 years old, uh, and I actually liked that from Corey Kispert. That was one of the reasons why I went out and got him or wanted him uh, here in Sacramento because the Kings are in a position where they're trying to win right away. They're trying to get into the playoffs as early as next year. And I'm more interested in a help plug and win right now kind of high floor type player than I am in a project with potential high upside. Does Corey Kispert check that box to you? Yeah, I think he's a guy you can fit in right away. You talked about it. He's a four-year player. Uh, with that experience at Gonzaga, he became a really good leader. Uh, that was one of the big things. Everyone always talks about, you know, on the court, his ability to shoot the ball. Uh, he improved as a defender. Now he has an inside game. But not many people talk about that leadership aspect that he has. Um, you know, this past year we saw it more than ever. Just the mature things he'd say outside the locker room, the voice he was inside of the locker room. He really led that team in more ways than just his offense and defense on the court. So there's number one, I think, when you start to think about, okay, well, he's a four-year player, age of 22. There's downsides to that, of course. The NBA is trying to lean towards, uh, you know, getting those younger players so they can develop them themselves. But I think there's plus sides to having a, a guy that's more experienced, like you kind of mentioned right there. And I think he is a guy that can come in immediately and plug right away. I know Sacramento's had some defensive problems. Uh, he's not the greatest defender in the world. He's a pretty good defender, though. Uh, and obviously his offense is through the roof when you talk about especially his three-point shooting, uh, an absolute marksman from there, always one of the top in the country, I think 44% last season uh, from three. And, you know, he was hitting them from deep too. Uh, I remember specifically that uh, neutral side game they played against Virginia earlier in the non-conference play. He was just raining them in nine threes in that game, uh, tied a program record for threes made in the game. Uh, you know, he's he's spectacular. When he's going on the court, he's all green light and, he has the ability to put, you know, 25, 30 points up in, on the board in a hurry. So, uh, you know, he's a guy you can definitely plug in. I think, um, you know, if he comes to Sacramento, obviously a guy that comes off the bench, uh, at least to start the year. And But, you know, you his offense is it's remarkable. When he's going, he's going. He's something spectacular. Trying to figure out in the pre-draft process is if a player is NBA-ready or not is so subjective because you never really know and, and you always base off your own opinions of how uh, a player will translate to the NBA. But in your mind, watching so much of Corey Kispert and his game, typically at times we'll see, especially young shooters, shooters that were maybe just one year in college and then come into the NBA, sometimes they struggle with that adju- adjustment. How do you imagine uh, the translation of Corey Kispert's game to the NBA is going to go? 
I think it will work well. I think Corey is a guy that, you know, he's really good off ball screens. He's a good catch and shoot shooter. He's a guy you can spot up. He, you can use him in a couple of ways if you want to use him just as a three point shooter. But I think his game translate well is because of all the things he worked on from, you know, his freshman year to the point that where he is now when he first came in. I mean, Mark Hughes said it time and time again, the head coach of Gonzaga basketball. Uh, you know, he was, you know, just kind of a guy that stood around the three-point line and shot, but he's developed so much more into that with, uh, you know, he's become a better passer. He's been better at driving to the basket. Uh, you know, he's he's even improved more so on his three-point shot. Uh, you know, he's become a better defender. He's improved in a lot of different areas, and he's built his body, too. I mean, like, he's he's got an NBA body now, so, he, you know, he's I think he's ready in a lot of ways where he could translate and come in and you know, provide for a team, um, if nothing else, on the offensive end. So I really think that, you know, just because of how much he's improved over his four years and all the lessons that he's learned, uh, he'll do good. Not only that, if you, uh, you know, talk to Coach Few, he'll tell you that, you know, Corey Kispert's the guy that's one of the first to enter the gym, one of the last to leave out of the gym. That might be a cliche, but this guy is a gym rat, and he goes at it. So if he, he's not getting it early – I'm sure he'll find a way to figure it out just because of, you know, um, how hardworking he is as well. Yeah, Kispert's listed as six foot seven, 220 pounds. In your mind, in the NBA, is he a natural three, a natural small forward? Does he have the capability of dropping down to the four in a small lineup or even playing up to the level of a two? And basically, when we are, are trying to figure that out, we're looking more defensively than we are offensively because shooters can shoot and get their opportunities on the floor regardless of who's guarding them. It's about the other end of the floor. And if the Kings are going to try and bring Kisper in to help them win right now and want to uh, make the most out of his shooting, they also want to make sure that he's not going to be a defensive liability for them like some of their other shooters have been for their roster in the past yeah i wouldn't say he'd be a liability on defense but as i mentioned earlier i wouldn't say he's going to be the greatest defender he definitely works hard and he hustles but he doesn't have uh the most freakish athleticism when you're you know especially if you're comparing him to a guy like jalen suggs or something like that so you know he he hustles hard he's got that length on his side so he's able to play defense uh i saw him guard some bigs uh whether it was a guy like Luca Garza, you know, earlier in the non-conference slate, he kind of held his own. Obviously, Luca is, uh, you know, not one of the more premier players, and he's not going to be uh, a super high pick or anything like that, but a good college player at that, one of the, uh, the best in the nation. Um, you know, Corey has the ability to guard different positions. Uh, I think he would be most comfortable playing at the three, uh, maybe would be able to guard at two, but when we're talking about NBA fours, that might be up to debate. Obviously, I haven't really seen him take on a bunch of NBA fours, uh, you know, in his in his college uh, or especially this past season where I feel like he made the most growth. So I think that would still be a, a TBD as we as we uh, look at him as an NBA draft prospect. Today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. We literally just wrapped up a Locked On NBA Green Room featuring a handful of Locked On NBA hosts talking about all the crazy breaking news around the NBA today with coaches being fired, uh, with uh, Kawhi Leonard, the unfortunate injury to him, CP3 going into concussion protocol. It was a crazy day around the NBA, and we will do spontaneous shows like that on Green Room all the time. It's the perfect place to start or join conversations around the league. You can find fans just like you on Green Room for 
for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to breaking news or big rumors. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join an NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL group for all of the latest league updates. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. A lot of players come into the NBA now after one or some of them two years of college. And there's, of course, the benefits to drafting a player, them being so young and the idea that their career is going to last longer. But I do think there is a lot of positives that come from spending um, three plus years in college before coming to the NBA, a more NBA ready body, uh, more ready for the physicality. Do you think Corey Kispert has an upside in that sense? And, and we will see some of those intangibles translate better to the NBA because of the extra time that he spent, and especially basketball IQ too, not just physical, but also mental. Yeah, I think so. As I said, you know, the longer you stay in college, there are benefits to it, even though, uh, you know, the NBA likes to get these younger guys, the experience of knowing what you do and spending four years under a basketball mastermind such as Mark Few, I mean, that uh, that definitely is going to help you more than it's going to hurt you, especially on the mental side. Uh, but yeah, you know, like if you're coming out of college after one or two years, your body might not be as built as you need to go. But everyone knows also that, you know, once you get to the NBA, it's a different kind of building, um, <clears throat> I should say bodybuilding than, um, you know, maybe college, college athletics are. So that'll be a step that Corey will need to take. And I'm sure is already taking as he gets ready for the draft. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things that I agree with you. I think uh, just because he has been here for four years, he'll have a lot definitely on the mental side because he's seen a lot uh, and has, is, I'm sure, preparing himself for the next level. And then, uh, you know, also on the physical side as well. I mentioned earlier, his he's got an NBA-ready body, and I think uh, he'll be ready for the wear and tear for uh, for that next level. When you play with a player like De'Aaron Fox, when your offense has a player of De'Aaron Fox's caliber, it's expected that this team is going to play fast, want to get up and down fast, a fast-paced offensive style. Do you think that that fits Corey Kispert? you think he can excel in that kind of style? Is he more of a half-court uh, player in your mind translated to the NBA? No, honestly, Gonzaga plays one of the more up-tempo, uh, you know, every miss they're running down the court, they want to get a bucket as fast as they can. So Corey is more than likely, uh, you know, to succeed and thrive in those kind of scenarios, whether he gets it going in transition and laying it up, or I've seen him trail and, you know, come down and hit a three-pointer off a nice pass from Jalen Suggs or whoever it might be, Joel Iai, and, you know, he spots up and hits the three. That that GU offense, you know, they, they go fast off of misses, and I know De'Aaron Fox likes to play that way. I think Corey Kisper would be a good fit in that area. How adept is Corey Kispert at – creating his own shot. I imagine with the Sacramento Kings, the majority of his opportunities would be catch and shoot coming off of off ball screens. Uh, but in the, in the event that it's late in the shot clock or there's double or triple teams happening, how capable is Corey of creating his own shot? Yeah. You're not going to see him like a, a James Harden type or anything like that. And, you know, hitting a crossover and being able to do that. Um, I wouldn't say he's uh, natural at maybe taking guys straight off the dribble and scoring. But off ball screens and stuff like that, you know, he's able to uh, create his own shot in that way. Uh, maybe not so much separation on his own in a one-on-one. But uh, coming off ball screens, he's able to get up his own three-point shot. He doesn't really need somebody to uh, to pass him the ball to do that. I've seen him knock down several threes in, in that manner. Uh, but, yeah, he also gets them off of, you know, um, you know, some working hard and being able to cut and find himself open and people find him for open threes as well. But, uh, you know, as I said, you know, he, he's a really good cutter. He finds himself going to the basket, uh, you know, for, for layups and stuff like that. But as far as, uh, you know, 
ISO, I'm going to, I'm going to square you up and then pop a three in your eye or, you know, take you to the basket. Didn't see a lot of that from him. So that would, uh, that would be one thing. So we're typically seeing Kisper in the eight, nine, 10 range in draft lotteries and mock drafts and, and, and things like that, uh, which is right where the Kings are expected to end up. In your mind, what is the highest that you could see Kispert going and then also the lowest that you could see him going? Because I have seen recently some have him as low as, as 12, 13, 14, even 15, uh, depending upon how things change with every week. Yeah, it's always odd. You know, it's uh, it's about fit. That's always the thing with drafts, right? So if uh, there's an open spot and he fits and then they take him, that's good. But then he might go down a couple picks uh, where the team doesn't need that fit and then they don't take him and then they they can slide. I think anywhere between 9 and 16 is definitely realistic. I think he's probably going to fit in that range. Uh, I don't think he'll go any higher. I would be a little shocked if he went a little lower, but not utterly surprised. Uh, but I think right in that range is probably a safe bet. All right, Karthik, I know I have Sacramento Kings fans and listeners screaming at me right now asking me to stop talking about Corey Kispert and ask about, of course, Jalen Suggs, uh, who has such tremendous upside, an incredible freshman year uh, with Gonzaga. We're looking at the top five of this draft class, and the expectation is that all five have the potential to be all-stars or even superstars in the league. Cade Cunningham seems to be the consensus number one overall pick, uh, but Jalen Suggs, is right in that mix could go two could go three could go four could go five uh where would you expect Jalen to end up in that top five or and maybe there's some bias with it because you you cover Gonzaga but is there a good chance that even with Cade Cunningham in a couple years we could be talking about Jalen Suggs as the best player in this draft class it's possible I mean I think he he has a lot of I don't want to say raw potential because I think he's a little more than that, but I think he definitely has a ton of upside, and I would not be surprised at all if we said he's the best player uh, out of this draft class if we're looking at it here down the road. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised about that at all. I think Kate Cunningham will probably end up being, but if Jalen Suggs ends up being that, then uh, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I think he has a very high motor. He's a, he's a very high-level competitor, uh, skilled in a lot of ways. His passing ability is absolutely off the charts. Uh, you know, the areas that he needs to work in, um, jump shots, uh, he's not always consistent there, but has shown the ability to to make several jump shots in a game, like when they played Iowa in the non-conference. Uh, you know, he, he's got some major ability. He gets into foul trouble here and there, turns over the ball a little bit here and there. That's questionable. But, uh, you know, those are the things that he needs to clean up. But then you see his his motor his ability to get to his rim the rim the athleticism the explosiveness he's he's got all the potential in the world uh, if he can if he can put it together he's going to be something dangerous in the NBA if you're looking for something to snack on while listening to this Locked On Kings podcast today, might I recommend Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, so it's basically sweets, but good for you. Built Bar has nine delicious regular flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. The nine flavors are coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, which is the best one, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. You can try all nine of these flavors in a mixed box where you'll get two of each of those nine flavors. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs, but they're all covered in 100% chocolate. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 
You can make money betting on almost anything in sports today. And the best place to get the best wagers and make your money is betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline is the official sports gambling partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. With the NBA playoffs right now, you can track all the action at BetOnline, get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. Before tip-off, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. You can even have fun with a bunch of prop bets about anything in the world of sports. There's going to be bets all around the NBA draft lottery and the draft itself. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So I, of course, would love the Sacramento Kings to move up into the top four and be in a position to draft Jalen Suggs if he was available to them. Uh, but like I mentioned earlier on when talking about Corey Kispert, I think the Kings are really searching for the type of player that can plug in and make an immediate impact right away. In your mind, is Jalen Suggs more, if it's a teeter-totter or a, a scale, is he more on the project side of things than he is immediate impact type player? Or will we be surprised by Suggs and how quickly uh, he makes his NBA impact? I think uh, people will see an NBA impact from Jalen Suggs pretty quickly. If not right off the bat, I think it's it's going to be a matter of time. It seemed like as he played at Gonzaga, he just kept getting better and better and you know, even like in the first opening games of the season, when they played Kansas, he had a sick dunk, and you just kind of started to realize what kind of athletic ability this dude has. I mean, he he has shown his athleticism right off the bat from Gonzaga, but as an all-around player, it seemed to really come together as a, as the season went on. And, you know, uh, we talked about defense earlier and the Kings needing it. Jalen Suggs is one heck of a defender. That guy can play some ball on the defensive side of things and create turnovers. And when he's out in transition, you better watch out. So, I mean, he, he is something, I think he has the, the very much potential to go straight to the NBA and make an impact right off the bat because he could potentially be a triple double machine, uh, you know, further on in his career. The Kings have gotten themselves in trouble in the past, and I don't know how much you've paid attention to the Kings' draft history, but I'll, I'll, I'll just let you know it's not great <laughs> at all. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of the reason they've gotten in trouble is because they've drafted more for positional need than best talent available. Well, now that general manager Monty McNair, McNair is here, and this is his uh, second draft with the Kings, his first draft, he did take the best talent available with Tyrese Halliburton falling to the Kings all the way at number 12. But Jalen Suggs, paid off pretty well. yeah, absolutely. But Jalen happens to play a position right now that's that's pretty loaded for Sacramento. You talk about the the one two pairing of De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, which we believe is the core going forward. Not to mention Buddy Heald is still here, although who knows how long mm-hmm. that is going to be. Jalen Suggs in that point guard, shooting guard position. Again, you draft best player available, but how could you see Jalen fitting in with a roster that's so guard heavy? Is there potential for Jalen to play down at the three or even fit in at the two with Tyrese moving down at the three? What kind of options are there in your mind, I guess, in a basketball fantasy? Yeah, I don't see him playing the three. Um I could see him maybe playing off ball too. He didn't always bring up the ball up the court when he played at GU. Joel Eiyi would bring it up sometimes uh, and play point. Um, and they'd have other guys coming off the bench. But Jalen's primarily a one, so that would be the tricky thing with the Kings because you did mention you know all these guys that they have at the guard position that's pretty loaded. So then you have to really start considering um, you know how you want to try and fit those guys in. Would it piss guys off if you brought in a guy like Jalen Suggs? Would that guy make a guy like Garen Fox mad? Like you're trying to replace him, kind of like a 
maybe a Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers type situation. Obviously, De'Aaron not as good as Aaron, but I'm just saying, uh, you know, that kind of scenario. You have to you have to be careful, I guess, when you're when you're drafting by position uh, and consider who your franchise players are. So that would that would be the one thing for me. Uh, you know, Jalen Suggs is one heck of a player when you're when you're talking about drafting. You know, the best talent in the draft. Uh, you know, if the Kings take him, I think they'd be they'd be more than happy with what able what he's able to put on the court, and he's definitely a starter in the NBA. I don't think he's going to be a you know a bench player his whole entire life. So um, that's what I would say in that situation. Yeah, to that point, how quickly would you expect Jalen Suggs to be able to work his way into a starting spot? There's different philosophies for different coaches. When you're drafted to a bad team, sometimes they'll just throw you in right away and give you the keys and say, here you go. But in the Kings situation, I imagine he'd be a player that Luke Walton and and Sacramento would want to ease in. Do you think that Jalen Suggs, regardless of where he goes, is going to be worthy of a starting spot pretty quickly? I think if he went to the Kings, it'd be likely he'd he'd start off the bench. I don't know how you'd be able to put him straight into the position based off the guys that they have right now. Um, maybe in a situation where you put Fox and Suggs in there together, that'd be interesting. They'd be really fast and really explosive at the guard position. I can tell you that much. Uh, but no, I don't, I think it kind of depends. I think the the team that ends up taking him will be one that needs a point guard now. Um, and they're gonna they're gonna plug him in immediately, if not almost immediately, and um, you know kind of hand him the keys to the car. And then another issue that the Kings have had in the past when it comes to uh, drafting players and dealing with young players is is talent development. At times they've just dropped the ball, and we've seen solid young players leave Sacramento when it hasn't worked out, go elsewhere and have success. But uh, the the risk reward, I guess, ratio is is lower when it comes to a, a top pick like Jalen Suggs. But I wanted to ask you, do you think by looking at Jalen and following his career to this point, is he the type of player that is going to need specific coaching and development to be successful? Or in your mind, is he one of those players where regardless of where he goes, he can fit into an environment and he can develop into the player that he has the potential to become? No, I think he'll be able to fit in wherever he goes. I mean, any guy who's willing to pass the ball as much as he is uh, will fit a system unless you run like a straight ISO system uh, in which he can still take dudes off the dribble. So I really think that, uh, you know, he'll fit in wherever he goes. I really think he's that type of player. I am putting you on the spot here for both Corey Kispert and Jalen Suggs, but especially Jalen. Have you put in any thought as to where you think would be the best fit for him looking at, at the teams that are expected to be high up in this draft? Or, or, or if do you have a perfect landing lo- a location for either of those guys? It's okay if it's not the Kings. Yeah, no, I haven't really, uh, you know, I really, I, I guessed something like that a couple years ago when Rui Hachimura and Brandon Clark uh, were drafted and I was, completely wrong so i think i'm out of the prediction forecast (laughs) scenario for where guys should go i think uh, i'll leave those to people that are maybe a little more expert expertise and follow the nba a little more closely than i do fantastic well the last thing i have for you is i want to gauge the temperature of the excitement of gonzaga basketball and and basketball fans having i mean gonzaga's turned out nba quality talent uh, year after year after year so this is nothing new for them but to see two potential top 10 picks to have a guy in jalen suggs who's uh, in the the top five of what's expected to be maybe a, a historically great draft class. Just what's the excitement level uh, for Gonzaga fans watching these two uh, make their way into the NBA and starting hopefully very successful careers? Gonzaga fans are through the roof excited. Uh, you know, in recent memory, these are two of the most beloved GU players. Um, 
that have come through the program. I mean, people absolutely adore Corey Kispert for the leader he is, what all he's given to the program, the fact that he's a four-year guy, and then he's become the successful, I wouldn't say an underdog story, but the ability to, you know, take himself from, you know, some guy that's not really athletic to be, you know, a top 10, 15 draft pick is is definitely nothing to scoff at. And I think, uh, you know, people really, really like Corey Kispert for those reasons because of how much he truly beloved this program. And, you know, I think everyone just straight off the bat loves Jalen Suggs because how good he was in his first year delivered maybe the best moment in Gonzaga basketball history with that near half-court buzzer beater against UCLA in the final four to send them to the national championship. Uh, that kind of added to the lore. People loved him very much so before before he even hit that shot. But I think that even solidified it more. Uh, I see on Twitter almost every single day Gonzaga fans going, man, I'm going to miss Jalen Suggs. They only had him for a year. None of them got to see him in person. So that's kind of crazy, too. So if that goes to, uh, you know, how much the people love Jalen Suggs, they didn't even get to see him in person, and uh, they love him to death. So uh, the TU fans are absolutely through the roof and excited for those two guys and uh, to see their NBA career because I think they know that they can both they both can accomplish things in, at the pro level. That is Karthik Venkataraman, sports reporter and anchor at KREM. Super nice guy being willing to uh, appear here on short notice on Locked on Kings to give us more insight on Gonzaga basketball and these two hopefully very talented prospects that will have great NBA careers. Maybe one of them will land in Sacramento. Maybe something crazy will happen and both of them will end up in Sacramento. Regardless, Karthik, thank you so much for taking the time, my friend. What everybody didn't hear is me screwing up the intro a number of times uh, and you're, you've, you've been so gracious with your time, brother. Thank you you so much i appreciate it i look forward to doing it again yeah man we'll have to do this again sometime for sure thanks for having me on so now that you've heard all of that great information are you a fan of the kings drafting jalen suggs are you a fan now of the kings drafting Corey kispert around that 9 10 range if they do end up there let me know if the kings were move up let's say to the second or third overall pick How high is Jalen Suggs on your board, assuming, of course, Cade Cunningham is going number one overall? Let me know that, too. At Matt George Radio on Twitter, email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. If you have an ideal prospect that's not one of those two guys, send that to me as well. I want to hear your thoughts approaching this NBA draft. Or, of course, you could be like me and think it might be in the best interest of the Sacramento Kings to trade this draft pick. If that's the case, keep an eye out and let me know targets that you'd like to see the Kings go out and potentially acquire. That will do it for today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. I appreciate you joining me. Looking forward to the next one. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked on Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.